The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown. I'm not coming to you live today, but uh, we are pre-recording here in the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for a Muslim in- for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us today. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you slide over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can scroll down and right there on the right side of the page, we'll be going live in this area. For you guys who are watching, you guys who are on Red State, it'll be the second video down. Um, if you are using a mobile device, you'll want one where you can click that you can see the desktop version so you can see the right side of the page. And uh, Google Chrome is good for that. Some people don't like Google, and I get that. I totally get that. But it does work good for switching off to where you get the, the desktop version, and you'll be able to click onto this and join us in the chat if you'd like to do so as well. You can see the faces made for radio and one that isn't <laughs> today. Uh, and above that is Bradley's show. And you can watch yesterday's show from that. He'll also be on at 3 p.m. Eastern time today. This will go live when he's on at 3 p.m. Also, just letting you know, we've got this new Equipping the Saints here. If you'll click onto that, there's five videos. It's Bradley's My War DVD series, free of charge to you. All you got to do is click on it. He goes into the public schools. He shows you what the, the next generation is being taught, what they're being subjected to, and they're not being protected from anything. And it will be helpful to you because he's always going back to the scripture to say, this is why this is wrong. This is how this should be handled. All of these kinds of things and instruction and righteousness in that. So that's free to you now. Just click onto this. It takes you right to the page. There's several hours uh, in this documentary, uh, and Bradley's poured his heart and soul into it. And now he's giving it to you free of charge. Also, right above that. Subscribe to our newsletter. We don't rent your email. We don't sell it. We don't spam you. You get one email a day. And when I tell you about the archives that we have as well, that comes in each email every night Okay, that you get there. So that'll be there for you to go through and peruse and study and find out for yourself. Because we're going to tell you things, but we want you to go and look for yourself and uh, and discover the truth for yourself. All right. Finally, if you agree with the Sons of Liberty Media's message, there's a donate button up here. We let you know our needs. We do have them. It costs money to do all the things that we do. And if you'd like to help us, 
then click on the donate button, give a donation, or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty at the top left-hand side of the page. There's a link for that. And we also have a store with uh, books and coffee mugs and water bottles and T-shirts and hats and all this other stuff. And Bradley's My War. If you want a hard copy of that in disc format, you can get that in the store as well. As well as a uh, very famous DC Comics guy did Bradley's testimony. You can pick that up. If you've got somebody you want to give um, the gospel to them, you can do that in a comic book. And it's really, it's it's better than comic books you buy in the comic store. Okay, let me put it that way. All right, you can pick that up in our store, and that's a way that you can help support us here at the Sons of Liberty as well. Also, <clears throat> if you want to watch the live video feed, we're also on Twitter at FPP Tim, Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. We're on YouTube at Bradley Dean, but we're not we're not streaming there, and I don't know if we're going to keep that or not. Uh, we get one more strike, and that that page is going to be gone. That'll be our third one. Uh, so we're, we're sort of moving everything over to Rumble now. Uh, but we won't be able to live stream there. Also, before it's news.com or on the front page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty and Cutting Edge TV on Roku. You can find us on all of these. The phone lines are not open today because we are pre recording. And <clears throat> we have a special guest with us again. We had her on Monday. Actually, we ha- I interviewed her last week. We played it on Monday. You guys love the information that Dr. Lee Merritt gave. And uh, at near the end of the show, actually, we went over and near the end of the show, she said, you know, I I do this this talk on masks. And she basically dropped the bombshell for some people who had not heard it about some of the stuff that she found out about it. And so before I bring her on, let me again give uh, a proper introduction. And, you know, she is she is a bodybuilder. So be careful out there. All right. But uh, we're not going to bring that up again. Dr. Lee Merritt began her medical career at the age of four, carrying her father's black bag of house call on house calls along the back rows of Iowa. In 1980, she graduated from the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry in New York, where she was elected to lifetime or life membership in the Alpha Omega Alpha Honor Medical Society. She completed an orthopedic uh, surgery residency in the United States Navy, served nine years as a Navy physician and surgeon before returning to Rochester, where she was the only woman to be appointed as the Louis A. A. Goldstein Fellow of Spinal Surgery. She's been in private practice of orthopedic and spinal surgery since 1995, has has served on the board of the Arizona Medical Association, and is past president of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. She is married. She's the proud mother of two sons, and in her spare time, she likes to raise chickens, gardens enjoys a rural midwest lifestyle and she is the queen of mask resistance welcome back to the sons of liberty dr lee merritt i and somehow i still have hold on i still have you i had you muted there welcome to the sons of Liberty. i'm sorry oh thank you thank you i didn't expect to become the queen of mask resistance it fell into my lap but (laughs) you know i've worn a mask for 40 years and and when they first started talking about wearing a mask to prevent transmission of this very very tiny virus i said what kind of nonsense is this we know this doesn't work what are they talking about so that's how i got into it well let's 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 get on that just a little bit because you've got some images you're you're going to show the audience and you've got a talk that you've done and one of the things that you told me was wherever this talk gets put up on social media or any of these platforms it immediately gets censored it immediately gets pulled down i said you're my kind of girl i i want to bring that on to the audience because 
uh, we want things. We want to put the things out there that the media and the corporations and big pharma pimps and the lying politicians want to hide from us. And before we get into that, let me ask you a question about the mask. When you had to wear a mask all those years doing what you did, what was the purpose in wearing the mask? I think people w would find it interesting to right. find out why would a surgeon wear a mask? What is the whole purpose of that? Right. And this is true of nurses in the ward, too. I mean, the, the, the mask in the operating room is really for two reasons. It's so I don't spit on the patient accidentally or drool on them or something and, and infect the wound. And it's so that blood and, and spray of fluids doesn't hit me in the face. It's that simple. Nobody ever said this kept viruses from being transmitted. Now, I'm going to show you in this little short, I shortened this down from my big talk, but I'm going to just show you this, how it's, it, it does, it's not that masks don't work for some things. The issue is, does it work for this kind of disease? And the answer is no, it doesn't work. And we've known this forever. You know, smallpox is the most deadly disease known to mankind. Instead of, a, instead of killing maybe 0. 0.000 whatever percent, this is smallpox, the kind that's, that was in vector in the Soviet Union before it fell in the, in the bioweapons lab, was 60% fatal. If that ever breaks out again, there is a time to go to your basement. But, but, but even that could not be masked away. Like I say, we killed more people in the 20th century with smallpox, or more people died, than all the wars put together. I think if we could have masked it away, we would have. We know that masks don't work for these very small airborne, highly transmissible viruses. And, and really, it looks like coronavirus, we never studied it much before because it never made people sick. But now they've modified it. It is making people sick. And we've discovered this is probably the most transmissible virus we've ever seen. Transmission, though, does not mean death. It does not mean illness. It just means it gets around a lot, right? So that's, that, but that is the problem with masks. And, and trust me, Matt, I won't, I don't talk about this in the little video here, but the, not only masks don't work, but those stupid little plastic screens that people are putting up at businesses that are costing businesses all this money. That is absolute nonsense. I agree. It is. It's really nonsense. And the, it, it's a perversion of the science. And people that, you know, these guys, there are some people that just don't get it. There are people that didn't learn real biology, real physics, real chemistry. They just learned a superficial understanding of these things. And so it kind of makes sense to them. Even doctors fall into that category. But if you really understand how this works, you know it can't possibly be true. And that's what, that's what I was going to show you today. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, why don't we get on, because you've got a lot of slides to show and uh, a lot of information to give the people. So why don't we go ahead and turn it over to you and you just you just take it over from there. I'll only interrupt okay. if I got a question or something. Well, and this won't be too long, but this I'll just put on share screen. Okay. And then if you can if you can see me, or if you can see this, and then I'm gonna yep. and then I'm gonna play. Do you see that? I do. Okay. So my joke is that the strongest argument for mask wearing is it sounds good, but the strongest argument against it is it doesn't work at all. This is this is a guy who, this picture on the left is a guy who's wearing a, you know, the classic cheap blue ear loop mask. And honestly, I've never worn one of these before this outbreak. These are something that I don't know what they were used for. I've never seen them before. They don't do much. And this guy shows that they don't do much. He's doing drywalling. Now, drywalling, the, the, those, those are a hundred times bigger than the particles of drywall are a hundred times bigger than coronavirus. And look, it's still not 
keeping it away from his, his nose. And in fact, it creates a Venturi effect because the, the particles are actually going in around his nose, surrounding his nose, whereas if he wore no mask, they might not be. But that's, that just shows you how stupid this whole thing is. Yeah. And let me, let me, because we are on radio to kind of explain to the people, you know, one of the things about these masks that I've seen is where they're made. I mean, these guys are on the floor tacking them on in some sweatshop. We, we had video of that before. Um, and I, look, I used to work in construction. I used to see the mess these guys made when they came in to, uh, to sand the, the sheetrock down to smooth right. it down before painting. And it was everywhere. And these guys, I never saw guys have it on their face like this. Uh, and usually they were using, um, they, the ones that actually would put something on, they were using more of what looked like a respirator. It had like, the, right. and that the, does work. There's okay. no question. It, you know, but it doesn't work. These don't work. Okay. So that's, that's the big point here. And, and they say the, this, they don't work themselves. This used to be, and they've changed this interestingly, but the first boxes that these first things came out when the, we first got locked down with this whole COVID nonsense, it said that these masks do not provide any protection against COVID or other viruses. Now, here's the other thing to say. If these worked against, say, flu, which is about the same size, wouldn't you think that, that OSHA would recommend it or that oh, it isn't like OSHA didn't study this, right? And wouldn't you think that somebody would be making money saying, hey, we've shown this protects against flu, that you can buy it with us. They didn't do that. Now, here's just my little, this is just my little graphic, but, you know, here's a tennis court. And if you think of the tennis net as your mask, the best mask we have are N95 masks that screen 95%, not all, but 95% of down to 0.3 microns. But they don't screen anything smaller than 0.3 microns. So, yes, they work against tuberculosis on the right there. That's three microns. Or Ebola. Ebola is a virus, so you can't say masks don't work against virus. Ebola is a virus, but it's a weirdly big worm-like thing that does masks do help, and it's not airborne. So it helps to not get it in your face, right? And staff, that's what many nurses used to wear. We'd go into a person with a contaminated wound, and again, you don't want to contaminate the wound when you're working on it, and you don't want them to contaminate you. That's really with, with big germs. That's what it's for. It does not work against smallpox. It does not work against coronavirus, flu, and a lot of these other little viruses. Now, these are the different kinds of masks. And my joke on the right is those ones on the right just screen out common sense. <laughs> the, the, what we use in surgery is the blue guy over there. That's, that's just that. And those tie on. And I'm going to show you in a minute how leaky they are. Now, They're made to breathe out the side. Let me ask a question. You. Let me ask a question. Yeah. The one now, the people who are listening by radio, and uh, and right. I want to make sure that they understand oh, too. Right. There's three. There's three different kinds of masks that you're going to be talking about there. This one that's blue would be, I guess, like the ones you see the TV surgeons have on their face, and they tie it on. But is right. it tie it around their neck? And yeah, tie they, it on the and around their head. So it's, but it looks like well, the way it's lipped, it's kind of like those cheap ones that they're selling off. Is it what's different about it and and those? It's a better quality paper in the front, okay, and it. It fits better around your face so you don't fog your glasses. And it can be tightened up so that you really don't get anything out underneath your chin or above your nose. But it doesn't protect stuff from going out the sides. It's meant to help you breathe there. Okay. And then you have one of the, one of the first things that people started wearing were these uh, OSHA N95 masks, which look like they're a round mask that has a valve on it, if you remember what those are. And that's the one on the top picture here. Yep. Now, the funny thing is about that is that's a one-way valve. 
So it might screen down to 0.3 microns of everything coming in, but which doesn't really help you because remember, this is a 0.1 micron virus. But it, every time you breathe, it blows out all over the place. So don't think you're protecting your neighbor. This idea that you have to wear a mask to protect your neighbor is nonsense. Now, the, the mask that really does work the best for other things is called, we used to call it a tuberculosis mask, a TB mask. And that's this duckbill looking thing. It is a very um, uh, tight fitting, you know, hermetically sealed mask and it's a quality paper and it doesn't leak, but it also is hateful to wear. And this is what we've got like the nurses in the ICUs wearing eight hours a day. And there's a consequence to that. I, I don't, I'll talk to you about that later about the downside of masks. But these are the different kinds of masks. And then on the right, for the radio viewers, I have these weird leather, you know, and these stupid cloth masks that people are making at home and, you know, just nonsense masks. They don't work at all. Just yeah, they're trying They're good. trying to make a fashion statement. And that's a fashion statement. It's yep. not a, a, a contagion protection statement. And there's a, here's why people believe in masks. This is the myth. That when I, I can tell it work is when I cough or sneeze, it collects all that stuff. The bad news is that's not the stuff that infects you. Okay, but here's a picture of this is Dr. Uh, Noel Todd. He's an anesthesiologist, and I'm showing a picture of a surgical mask. Now, as a surgeon, I'm going to joke my anesthesia brethren and say he doesn't have it. They always wear theirs too loose anyway. So he is wearing this a little loose. But I will tell you, even if you tighten it up to the best of your ability, it will still do this. You'll and what he's doing is he's vaping, assuming just steam but but he's vaping use a you know a, a vape thing in his mask and then he's he's taking that away tightening the mask up and blowing it out and this is what you get it goes out the sides it's all over the place right it's not protecting anything and think about if he's walking down in an in a grocery store that has a big wear your mask sign here this is what you're really doing it does nothing to protect anybody else in the grocery store and here's my favorite this is a cloth mask now the the only thing that cloth masks do better is hold in all the germs and make you sick. But the, here's the side that what they do is it, you don't breathe out the sides and you can see in this picture, he's breathing out this vapor steam. It's going right through the front of the mask and then it's going up around your eyes. And remember when this whole thing broke out in Wuhan, the Chinese doctor said, you got to wear goggles because your eyes are going it to go, it can get through your eyes, which it probably does. It affects mucous membranes. That's what it's made to do. You know, that's what these coronaviruses initially were made to do. In, in nature. But this, this shows how nonsensical this is. It just goes up and, and goes over the top of your head. Now, a doctor in South Korea looked at people and he tested them in a room that was completely sealed off and he put Petri dishes out to, to collect whether or not it collects, um, makes bacterial, uh, or I'm sorry, it, he did viral cultures, okay, in these Petri dishes. And he basically looked at people with no masks, a surgical mask, and a cloth mask. And it didn't matter. They all produced viral cultures in the Petri dishes. And so the point being that even if masks collect some stuff behind them, that's really not enough to make a difference to actual transmission. And that's the big deal here. And if anybody wants to read one, one piece of relevant science by a guy who really is a science guy, Dr. Denis Rancourt, R-A-N-C-O-U-R-T. He's a PhD, former physics professor in Ottawa, Canada. And he's on SOT.net. He's got a, a great review article. Just look for his name, Masks Don't Work, a review of science. And he goes through, and his point is great, that, that, this, that even if masks worked, that the minute you take it off for just a moment, you've exposed all, the whole room for your breathing. So 
don't the, the, this is the idea that you can go in a restaurant and take it off and eat and do all this stuff is nonsense. I think we said that last time. This is the other bit of wishful thinking. This, they came out with these, these posters showing two people six feet apart and how magically the particles just disappear. Unfortunately, again, when this came out, I said, that's nonsense. Six feet's a made-up number. That's not how science works. And I was right. Because Lydia Baruba of MIT looked at this and looked at it and said, nobody's ever studied how far these things go. Let's actually study it. And she showed through high-speed uh, photography and some other things that you could, you and, and cultures, you could find this virus out at 27 and a half feet. So there's just, this is nonsense, this six feet standing around. Dr. Merritt, this, don't, don't tell the tyrants that or we'll be standing 30 feet away from each other. <laughs> well, I know. But there's a reason they use six feet. It's an occult, satanic ritual thing. That is what they use in satanic rituals. That's how they came up with six feet, I think. It's just nonsense. It's not science. It's not contagion control. Anyway, this is the way the real, the other big myth here is that somehow the way that disease spreads is I sit next to you and I breathe on you. That's really not the explanation for why we have winter flu seasons, okay? The real explanation is, and this is my picture shows this, this uh, mannequin, and they're just little white dots all around her in the air being the viruses. What really happens is we all, if somebody's getting sick, when they're symptomatic, they start breathing out little virus particles, and they go into the air and become, as Dennis uh, Rancourt says, part of air fluidity. In other words, they just go around and they don't settle out easily and they bounce around. When there's low humidity, they stay up there longer. And then the next guy comes in 20, 30 minutes later into your, where, where this air circulation was in a building or a house, and he gets one of these viruses. So that's really the way the world works. It's not that there's a plume that comes out from me to you. You might stop some of that, but you don't stop the general viral environment that we live in. And that's just like there are birds in the air. There are viruses in the air. It's, they're fish in the sea. They all swim around. It's kind of the same idea. They're generalized dispersion. Now, what, and, and this is my, you know, my picture of these guys sitting around a picnic table outside pretending to wear masks, but they've all got them off so they can toast and drink their drink. They've got them down below their chin. This is just absolute nonsense. Even if masks work, nobody can possibly think this makes sense. Again, like I think I said the other day, going you have to wear a mask to go into a restaurant, but then you can sit down without your mask. But then if you go to the bathroom, you have to stand up, put your mask on to walk by people that don't have masks to go to the bathroom. Again, complete scientific nonsense. It does not make any sense for contagion control. This is about controlling you. And the, the CDC knows this. This is actually a, an article from their own journal, Infectious, Emerging Infectious Diseases. It was published in May of 2020. It's n volume 26, number five. And they looked at three things for flu. And keep in mind, flu travels in a similar fashion. And they, it, they tried mask wearing, washing your hands, and cleaning, disinfecting the environment. And guess what? None of it made sense. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't clean our environment sometimes. It doesn't mean we shouldn't wash our hands when we're going to eat or after we go to the bathroom and things like that. It, what it means is it doesn't prevent the spread of airborne small particle viruses. There's some things you can't control that way. doesn't mean they're not good ideas for some things, just not for this. 
And the only randomized control study of cloth masks showed, guess what? They, the people that wore the cloth masks in a hospital had the highest respiratory infection rate, 13 times the, 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 the baseline, six times more than wearing no mask, I think was the, or 13 times more than baseline, six times more than wearing a, a surgical mask. So um, the, the penetration of cloth masks by, by viral particles was 97% and of surgical masks, 44%, which again, it may cut it down on surgical masks, but it's not enough to stop the transmission of a wildly transmissible disease. And the, the answer that there's no risk, there really is a risk to mask wearing. The problem is that we, what, what OSHA accepts as acceptable rev, levels of, of CO2 in a clo- closed space for any period of time is 600 parts per million. And the, the, um, for any level, I think it's 1,000 parts per million. But the problem is I have a, a friend, and drowsiness happens between 1,000 and 2,500 parts per million of CO2 buildup behind, behind in an environment. Um, years ago when I was a Navy doctor, we looked at submariners, and they have a problem with having some damage to their joints later. And it, the only thing we could come up with is submarines don't scrub out all the CO2. Not sure that turned out to be true, but these are the things that OSHA and other pieces of people have looked at for years. And now we have people put into surgical uh, N95 masks, especially in the hospital, wearing these for eight-hour shifts in the ICU. And we've measured 10,000 parts per million behind those masks. Wow. So it can't be good for the, for the nurses. And here's the other problem is that, that when you raise the CO2 in your environment. We know this from people that just have breathing problems and can't get rid of the CO2 and they chronically run a high CO2. Um, It stimulates um, microglial activity in the brain and that leads to dementia. That's one of the pathways to dementia is activation of the microglia in the brain. But my real concern, and, and you don't really need pictures of this, but the sad thing is what we're doing to our children. Our children are being, um, damaged and it's not a temporary damage you can you know if you're it's like the shortest person is going to drown first so the younger people that can't understand what's going on in the world around them that don't have their psychosocial development finished yet you put those kids those three and four year olds two year olds in masks you're damaging them and that's going to be irreversible to some degree Older kids, you know, if you're 15, you come from a great household, you understand what's, you know, you feel good about your, your self-worth and ego and stuff, you're psychosocially stable, you'll do better. And for me, you know, you can put me in a mask to go to a store and I'll still get angry, you know, just because I know that this is a takedown of our nation. I just can't stand it, our takedown of a world. So it makes me angry temporarily and I try and avoid letting it get my blood pressure up, but I, I don't go into stores that demand masks. That's the easiest way to deal with this. These kids can't understand enough to even, you know, resist it. They're just being taught fear and they're being damaged because people need to be human. What do we need to do? We need to see each other's face. It's a huge issue. Um, If you look at the metabolic need of the brain for activities, calculus takes less metabolic energy than looking at another human's face. Humans are supposed to interact with each other by looking at their faces. It's one of the things that makes us uniquely human. And if you can't do that, you're being cut off from humanity. 
I do believe that's at the heart of the reason we're wearing these things. It has nothing, and to create confusion and to separate us from each other. So we have the good guys wearing masks and the, oh, the, the, the deniers, the yep. people that just don't care about their fellow man not wearing masks. I mean, that's the narrative that they're putting out here. It's not true. Now, this is just for fun. I'm sorry the people on radio can't see this, but I'm going to describe this because I think this is tremendous. I was sent a little meme, and it's a picture of a guy in a blue self-contained breathing suit with yellow tubing that goes into it. This is what this is. It says this is what virologists wear to protect themselves from a virus. But don't worry, your bandana works too. So I decided <laughs> to look up what do they. I wonder if I can find a picture of what they really do wear. So I found a picture of the Wuhan lab, which is the bottom left, and that really is what they wear. A little modification, but they're self-contained, completely. And and there's a whole decontamination system they have to go out of the the lab with. Um, like we do at USAMRID in our Fort Detrick bioweapons lab, you walk out, you're sprayed with disinfectant, and then you you know how to take this thing off, this, this suit off correctly, so you don't walk out still with any particles. It's, it's a very big deal. Okay, the top left is my favorite. This is from the Winnipeg lab, where much of this viral warfare started. Uh, and I was in a when I was in an airplane one time, this young guy said, oh, are you giving a talk on masks? I said, yes, I did. And he and I was showing him some of these. He was from Taiwan. And I said to him, I said, I was showing him the picture. And I said, now, I think this is actually Dr. Xi, who was a PLA, People's Liberation Army, Army um, viral researcher, who we were literally funding. And uh, we, she was in the Winnipeg lab working on the upregulation of this virus. And this turned out to be her. And I said to him, I think this might be Dr. Xi. I mean, it looks like Chinese. I don't know. And he looked at it for a minute and he said, yeah, that is Dr. Xi. And he knew who Dr. Xi was. So I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, that's, this is the pictures. You can't wear a bandana or any kind of mask. If it worked, these guys wouldn't be in all this getup. Right. You wouldn't be. And all you really need to know about fast um, masks is that the people who wear them don't believe in them themselves. The people that promote them like Dr. Fauci and, you know, the famous picture of him at a ball game uh, with his mask off sitting next to a woman, maybe his wife. I don't know who with her mask off. And, you know, he keeps changing why we need to wear them. Oh, it doesn't. You don't need to buy them. Just medical people need to wear them. No, it's only just to remind people not to touch their face. You know, it's nonsense. But the bottom line is multiple governments, the Wisconsin government, uh, the D.C. government have exempted their own people from wearing masks. So mandates for masks are for us little people, not for the big guys in government. Let's just face it. And if you when you look at why we're wearing this mask, again, I'm just going to say that Franklin Delano Roosevelt might not have been the most moral guy in the world, but he was a great politician. And he said things. He said, in politics, nothing happens by accident. If it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. And masks are for personal human control. They, they are an occult symbol of submission. They are occult symbol of transformation. But they also are partially a, a, a great psychological operations weapon. And if you look at Biederman, Albert Biederman, who looked at, at the psyops of the Korean war and, and quote came, I think maybe he came up with the term brainwashing, but when we were looking at those people coming back from the Korean war, he had, he'd created the chart of coercion. And one of the things it says is you must enforce trivial demands on your cat, on the person you're trying to sub get to submit, right? You isolate them, you, 
you constantly bombard them with propaganda, and then you enforce trivial demands on them. Wearing a mask, and I have a picture here of these poker players uh, in in Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas giving a talk on this, and they you know they have these plastic shields that have the top open, so as if this virus didn't fly around it. Again, enforcing trivial command uh, demands. And this is a picture of of Chinese men wearing the Manchu braid, the, what was called the Manchu Q, this big long braid that went down your back. But these are not Manchu, they're Han Chinese. And the story is, even in this country, when the Manchu conquered the, the Han, they demanded that all men wear this braid on penalty of death, and that they would, they would execute them, if, because it was a sign of submission, and if you didn't do it, you were a rebel, right? So it's a symbol. Don't underestimate the point about symbols. They would even send people over to this country and execute Chinese men in this country working on the railroads that didn't have the Manchu Q. So this is this mask has to go because it is a symbol of our subservience. Can I ask a question about that? How yeah. how did they have any authority to come over here and execute these people on American soil? Well, they were Chinese citizens, not our citizens, and this is the Wild West. Okay, I got you. No, I got you. Okay. This, this didn't happen in downtown Manhattan in front of the federal okay. building. It happened right. in the middle of nowhere. Okay, <laughs> you know, I'm working on the railroads, but but I'm just going to say this. I somebody sent me this picture recently, and I think it's good. It's a woman from looks like the maybe a protest of the '60s or something because it's black and white, and it says morality is doing what's right regardless of what you're told. Obedience is doing what is told regardless of what is right, and you know. The famous picture now, the, 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 the guy meditating on the beach all by himself, surrounded by Australian policemen, all in masks, about to arrest him. This is where we are going. This is our next step. And don't, don't misunderstand what this mask is. This mask is Orwell's boot on the human face forever. We have to get it off. Yep, so that's my, little, that's my little talk on that. So. All right. Well, I, let me let me toss a couple of things in here because uh, you you made some comments there, and uh, I, I just I want I want to make sure that I'm clear. These things, the, these masks, they're not working to stop anything. But the trusted CDC says if you'll just put two of them on, it'll work. <laughs> in fact, they 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 have this little thing on their site. I, I did an article on this. They have this little thing on their site that two help especially when you really get it tight around your face. And how did they know this? Did they actually do scientific studies with people? And Nope. This is double masking for dummies. They used <laughs> dummies. This is what they did. And they said, well, when we got it up to this, it, it, it can increase, uh, it can decrease exposure to infectious aerosols by up to 95%. This is what they said. This is the CDC. And I've got the right. link here so people can check it out. Uh, later, I'll have it in the archives. That's there. The other thing is, and uh, do you want to comment on that at all? Sure. The first thing is a general principle. Science is not a vote, and science is not co counting the number of articles published saying something, okay? That's not the way science moves ahead in reality. Science is about coming up with something that's, that turns out to be true, reproducible, uh, predictive, right? What they cannot show in any study is that you stop the transmission of disease with these things. Now, they can show it catches particles 
Like they, you know, they, so they've made up a, a straw man. The, the false, the false narrative that they're putting out here, or the false principle that they're trying to prove, they can prove. They can prove a false principle. The principle they're trying to prove is these masks obviously work because they cut down on the number of viral particles that escape your mouth. But they don't cut down enough to make it a difference. Number one. Number two, even if they do, you cannot live in a mask 24 seven without taking it off to eat taking it off to, you know, take a drink. Again, they don't work in practice. You can't, what, even if you could do that in the OR, like, a, like it works in a virology lab, right? It's a totally controlled environment. So sure, I can show you there's a way to stop transmission of these viruses. And, you know, but, and, and by the way, if again, if they work, then virologists would do that too. But, but, I can show you, yeah, you can, in a, in a very controlled environment, by wearing these containment suits, you can tra- stop 100% of transmission of viruses. That's what we do in bioweapons labs. Is that the way we are going to live? That is not a feasible answer for our future survival with viruses. It's not. So, yeah, the article came out, and I think they actually, you know, the next day then they changed their mind, no, you don't need to wear multiple masks, because they got made fun of. But it, it's really you have to beware of things that look like science that aren't science. And the other thing, ask, just ask yourself this. Why are they so in, you know, well, first of all, yeah. Why are they so incensed that they would stop any, any uh, counter argument? In other words, real science works by, I, I say what I think about masks. And if I'm wrong and you think I'm wrong, you say what you, you prove me wrong, you know, Show me the science that proves me wrong. Nobody's ever done that. All they do is come out with these, these fake papers that either show, oh, see, we put the mask on in March and the disease went down in April. No, actually, that was just spring. But when you show where you really put on the masks in the middle of summer, when we masked everybody up in America, the case numbers went up. They tested people and they said, oh, a lot more cases are going up. In other words, they've never even shown by their own lying testing situation that masks made a difference. Yep. It's insane. So that's, that's, there's a lot to say, but it it applies to lots of papers. Don't get hung up on reading papers that unless that, that, that are just not scientifically sound. They're answering the wrong question. I can prove lots of body, body uh, physiology. I can hold in sweat and I can do all sorts of things. It doesn't apply to transmission of airborne viruses. I agree. So here's the thing. You, you talked about people and you showed Dr. Fauci with his buddy sitting there in the baseball stadium, got the, got the mask down around their face. And the whole idea is a submission and it's to drive people to something because they've cre- they've in essence created all of this fear. They've created the, uh, the, the problem. It's the Hegelian dialectic. They've created the problem right. and they've got a solution waiting in the ring, waiting in the wings, uh, the final solution for some people, sadly, I mean, that's just the reality of what's going on. But but we've got even <clears throat> like Dr. Dr. Fauci. And I'm just going to say the guy is a fraud. I, I, and I'm going to I'm going to demonstrate that. I, I'm not going to say it without showing it. But here is here is Dr. Fauci claiming, you know, that he and I'm going to just kind of run through and this just a little bit. Dr. Fauci now he he's supposed to be getting a, 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 a his his jab here. Right. And one of the things is, is that he goes and he sits over here. And I want people, people who can't see this on radio, but you guys watching, you'll notice he's rolling up his left arm. 
And, uh, you know, Dr. Merritt, I don't, um, our, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani, she, you know, she's a nurse. She's delivered vaccines for years until she figured out what was going on with them. And she said, you don't tighten up your arm. You get the person to relax. You have all these things. Well, he's not doing that. He's kind of flexing his muscle and this, that, and the other. And they're going to, and I'm just going to say, I think it's all an act. I'm, I'm just kind of moving up here because I watched enough of these to see needles disappear um, on some right. of these these big people. They're they're basically hiding it here to where you can't see anything anyway. You don't know what's in that vat. There may be saline solution. There might not be anything in it. Uh, right. We've just had so many problems with that. But you can clearly see that Dr. Fauci is going to get his jab and you can't even tell if there's a needle there or not, um, in his left arm, okay? Now, that's the first thing. This is some hours later. He appears on CBS News. And I want everybody the Trump to administration says pay attention to deal what he says here. I think I gave a time frame, so let me, bring the end to the pandemic. let me back the up here. I'm going to mute this. Uh, 145, that's where we want to go. I thought I gave a, a time here. This is Dr. Fauci. Speaking about his vaccine, I started to get soreness in the arm. This is very typical. Now watch him. The vaccination. See which army goes to. Happened with other non-COVID vaccines that I've had over the years. I felt a little bit achy, but nothing to be bothering or distracting me. Went to bed last night, had a good night's sleep. Woke up this morning. The only thing I have is just a little bit of See a soreness that? in the arm. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm doing really well. And and they're showing it. They're sh- it's like they're it's like they're putting it out in front of you. On the left side of the screen of what they're showing, they're showing him getting his left arm, pats his right arm, a little soreness in the right arm here, um, and and everything's just dandy. You you need to go get your you need to go get your fix over there, Bob. Um, we want the American people to go out. If this isn't fraud, I don't know what is what isn't fraud. Yeah, it oh it is total fraud, and you have to ask what's the motive. You know, I I was asked to comment. Um, I had a. a a writer for a major journal type thing contact me and say they're going to start uh, inject or, or infecting, trying to infect young people in Britain with coronavirus or with COVID virus. What do you think about that? Shouldn't we be looking for drugs that work? And I thought, of course we have drugs that work. You're right. I mean, I, I sent back. I said we don't have to look. I mean, we can always look for something better, but we already have them. And the fact that you don't even know that says we're in real trouble. You know, so they're censoring things that they don't want us to know about, and they're pushing this agenda of you have to get this vaccine. But by the way, they're telling you, if they, they've, they've made you afraid to, that you, you can't travel, you can't wear a mask. I mean, you can't, can't get out of a mask, you can't get out of your basement, whatever. You can't, you know, you have to be confined, you have to stand six feet apart. All this stuff, it's not going away with these vaccines. Now they're saying, if you, if you get a vaccine, you might have to get one before every time you fly. In Europe, they're saying that. So, so what is this all about? They really, really want you to get the vaccine, but that's not, that doesn't get rid of the mask. The masks are still a sign of submission. Are they really arguing that we should be in a mask for the rest of our life? Is that what, I mean, has anybody heard any plan for them to get rid of masks? I haven't. And Dr. Fauci, um, you know, makes a big show of always wearing a mask. Is he, he's 80 years old or something. I don't think he wears it any more than he has to on camera. If it would be bad for him. And I don't think, I don't think he has a, I, it can't be that this is really his solution. You know, there are solutions. We have solutions. We don't need this, but that's, that's, 
I can't get anybody to tell me what the endpoint here is. You know, we in medicine, you don't tend to do things that don't have a clear endpoint. You know, uh, you know, I can't give you narcotics forever. You, you know, I can give you some after you've had surgery and you're in pain, but there should be an endpoint, or you shouldn't go down that road. Is there an endpoint to mask wearing? It, you know, I, that's really so. I don't really think, and I'm not really joking. I, I, I never. You know, I, I have people say, oh, don't say that on air. And I, I just bring this up because it is a fact that I've been aware, made aware of. And that is that in satanic rituals, they, they wear masks, wash their hands and stand six feet apart. Is this coincidence? What is really going on here? Well, now, because Dr. this Mary. has all the earmarks of a religious cult. Mm. It does not have the earmarks of science. Mm. Well, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Where did you find this out? How did you come to that conclusion? Oh, you can go. It's all over the Internet. You can you people like um, uh, uh, Mark Passio is an expert on this. He was once a member of the, the first church of Satan in San Francisco and has devoted his life to trying to wake people up to what it's all about, saying that, you know, it's not really about Satan. It's not Satan and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, very good uh, lecture series he gives. And there are, there are others, um, you know, but that's the point. There are people that are expert in this field. And, and of the occult. It's not just Satanism, maybe, but of the occult and of ritual. And, and masks play a prominent role in the occult because they're signs of transformation um, and subservience. You're supposed, that's a symbol. I'll be quiet. I will obey. I will, I will not display my personality, my humanity, mm. you know, my individuality. Masks make us all look kind of the same, except for you decide if you're going to put go big red or Yale on your mask, right? It's just that it demeans you as a human being and stops your individuality. Well, so I, think, I do think there's an occult, whether whether you think it's Satan or not, I'm just saying there's an occult kind of ritualistic feel to this whole thing. Yeah. I think one of the things that I, I remember from some study of even Freemasonry, they do this early on too. They mask or they blindfold right. Uh, the the individual who's coming in. Um, there are some other things that I do remember about it, but I I didn't know if there were some specific things. You say this guy Mark Passio. Um, I'll see if we can pull some stuff up to have in the archive also for some people. Maybe if you want to send me some links that you have sure, where I he speaks that. on that, that would be great um, because it is a religious feel. I the the thing that we say here at Sons of Liberty is we hold to the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, who's a Republican or a Democrat or any of this other stuff. We do it to see who's on the straight and narrow. The scripture, you know, God told Joshua in Joshua chapter one, he said, you stick to the commands that I give you. You don't turn to the right or to the left. And and people don't ask this, Dr. Merritt. They don't say, they'll say, I'm a right wing, you know, I'm extreme right wing ringer or whatever, or I'm a left wing person or this, that, and the other. And they get the right and left and you go, right or the left of what? They never ask the question. Right or left of the law is what the is really what they do. They get us talking away from the law. And this this the reason I think that you're saying that there's the religious feel is not just from the submission of things, but this whole tyranny of the trivial, as you put it, uh, is is a way of getting us away from law. You know, I did a um, a coverage of a young man down in Georgia who went into his local Kroger, and they had you know mask are required here and he goes in and he asked him he says well if what if i what if i come in um and i'm not going to wear a mask and the, the, the you know he had a conversation it was a good conversation the the um, store manager came out and stuff 
And then there's the presentation of what the law is. And the law protects both. And some people find this hard to do, but you've got to stand. If you don't stand up for your rights, you don't have any. That's just the way. I mean, practically, you don't have any. So the law protects both the employer and the employee in the situation of masks, whether it's a health reason, whether you don't want to wear it and you want to claim religious exemption or whatever it is that you want to claim is your right to do. They do not have a right to force that upon you. And if they do, you can actually take and sue them according to the law. Now, we've held up the uh, Civil Rights Act 19, I think it's 63. And mm-hmm. I'll have that also in how it applies for the employer, how it applies for the employee uh, when when we do the archive in the show. But I don't know if you've looked into any of that. I know your your thing is on the science and, and things of that nature. But I don't know if you've ever dealt with the issues of the law when it comes to this, because I think your question begs Another question, and that is, is this even lawful? And I don't think it is. Well, I don't know how it can be. It's certainly not moral. But the but the issue really, I think in some states, I've heard this. The only thing I know about the law is that in some states, the um, there are laws that you can't wear masks in public. They've been on the books forever, you know. There, there are old laws that were supposed to protect banks from being robbed by people in masks, I think. so, so. That's that'd be interesting. I, I haven't done this in my home state, but it'd be interesting to go to your home state and see if you have that law on the books, because these mandates are not laws. These are temporary kind of like almost like restraining orders or something. I don't know what category they fit into, but they're not. The legislature has not passed a law. It's, a, it's an executive order type thing at the state, county and local level. And that's the problem. And, and the principle that really, really bothers me here, and this is how they, this is this was a setup for, that's been going on for a long time. Let me tell you, because I I do look in how this comes about on the local level. We didn't used to have these boards of health down at the county level. It was usually your local doctor that served on it was just did was the ad hoc you know uh, medical advisor to the county or the sheriff or whoever. But now we have these boards of health that have been formally set up, and often they have people on there that are um, not from your area, you know. And what the problem is, is they're connected. These people are connected one way or another to Orthodox, the medical hierarchy, which ultimately connects to the CDC. Everything goes back to the CDC and NIH, right? And um, what happens is, they start out, as we suggested that would happen years ago, with suggestions for, for quality medicine, right? That just as a suggestion. We've looked at how to treat pneumonia, and we think this is the best way to do it. This is our suggestion. And then they became um, best practices, which they come, some of them are still best practices, but now they're becoming mandates. And if you don't do certain things in medicine now, you will not get paid. That's how they control things. And that's what's happened here. We now have a situation where from the CDC down to the lowest county board of health, there are things that are being pushed down as you have, you should do this. And, and, it, and, and when the CDC you know, has this, and hopefully this is going to go away, by the way, in this whole mess, when the CDC has this imprimatur of being the arbiter of medical truth and, and infectious control, well, when they say things and you go against them, then are you liable? 
And that's what's happening. The, 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 the proclamations come down. These boards of health act on it. They, they tell your county board of supervisors or your city government, oh, you'd better wear a mask and get all your people in your county to wear a mask because that's how you control the contagion. It's your obligation. And we don't have people in government anymore that understand the role of government, that the role of government is not there to make you safe. Amen. That's the problem. It's a basic structure. And if we've lost, you can't, you can't save yourself from a government who, who legislates on the basis of safety because there is nothing you cannot legislate on the basis of safety. And we've gone down that road on things that sounded really good, like not smoking in public buildings, not smoking in public restaurants and places, not, uh, or wearing seatbelts, mandated wearing seatbelts for your safety. Okay. It, it sounded really good. I wear a seatbelt. I don't smoke. It's not something I want the government to be forcing people right. to do, and neither do. And that's what got us here. That yep. is what got us here. I agree. And now everybody's afraid to go against their county boards of health. And I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% sure how we break out of that short of passive resistance. The majority of people have to say no. Amen. Yep, they have to they have to say no, and they've got to hold their representatives to that and say no. We're not complying with your lawless tyrant, your your lawless tyranny here. We, we got about two minutes here, and I want to give you time to put out for your website too. But I understand that you're also being targeted. You're uh, with America's Frontline Doctors. You're also being targeted uh, for like the cancel culture. That the people are coming at you, trying to push you out of out of work, trying to push you out of the, the public sphere to speak. Even what you were telling me about this presentation that you gave us during the show here, everywhere it's gone up, they're censoring it. They're they're putting it down. They don't want that up because the the light always scatters the cockroaches that's what it is and they want to they want to remain out in everything so you got about a minute and a half here if you want to speak about that and then also tell people where they can find out more about you that'd be great well i would just say you know i was years ago i was in citizens united the hillary the movie that supreme court case where they they won but basically the citizens united movie hillary the movie got banned in boston so i was banned in boston years ago so i've been banned for his for a long time and then it got one thing after another but it's it is true i mean you it's going to happen to everybody if we don't this is true join or die if we don't hang together we'll hang separately it's not i fortunately have another private business i i i'm going to win somehow i'm not going down with this and i'm not going to give up this is my war but people need to realize yeah. It's not just me. They're coming for you, too. That's right. They're coming for everybody that stands up against this. Yep. Where can they find where can people find out more about you? Uh, Dr. Lee Merritt dot com. No, no period after the doctor. Dr. Lee Merritt dot com. All right. Yep. And uh, if we, you know what? I, I want to have you back on the show again uh, as things progress. I'm hope I'm hopeful I'm always hopeful. I'm not a doom and gloom kind of guy. I believe that the, the Christ is king. He's on the throne. He's subduing all his enemies under his feet. But I do believe he brings judgment upon rebellious nations. You spoke about morality. You spoke about the lawlessness. See, when that stuff goes on, God doesn't just let it go. He, it, John Calvin said, when, he, when God wants to judge nations, he sends them wicked rulers. And uh, one of the issues that we have today is we're starting to see people come to the light, they're willing to stand up, they're willing to pay the price that they've got to pay uh, in order to have freedom, and I'm hoping to see much more of that. I really am, and I appreciate you being on the front line uh, in exposing a lot of this. Thank you for your time again, Dr. Merritt, and uh, hopefully we're going to have you back on the show again. I I really hope so soon to see what, what transpires from all this. Guys, 23 hours, we'll be back with you. See ya.